All right, Joe, well, we're back here for another episode, and more importantly, you're back. I'm back from my pre... I'm back from my hibernation, (laughs) pre-hibernation, however you want to think of it. Whatever it was you were doing a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Fishing, actually. uh, (laughs) Last week we were joined by Lizanne Lately. Yeah, that was great. It was, yeah, she did a great job. She was a lot of fun to have up. We're hoping to have her back again this winter, so you might get another fishing trip in. Hey, perfect ice fishing. That sounds good. I want to do that this winter, too, by the way. Oh, that is definitely going to happen. I've already been told by the powers that be that we have to do an ice fishing episode. All right. So that's, I'm pretty sure he said that just for you. Thank you, powers that be. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever they are out there. So you are back now, and on today's episode, we are going to be going on a fall drive to see something very specific. Okay. The leaf change! Yes, sounds fun to me. Let's get right to it. All right, so this is Exploring the North Shore with... Joe. And Jay. So it's September, and... In September, up north, that means leaf change season. <laughs> That's what a lot of people <laughs> think of. It, it's not the first thing on my list, but it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's the first thing on your list? Well, fishing, of course. Well, you can go fishing all year round. What makes fall fishing better? Uh, they're aggressive, and lake trout come back in. It's a whole other thing. But while I'm out there, I love the fall leaf change. Okay, well, if you're gonna come up, I think most people come up for the leaves. And then maybe do some fishing while they're up here. Yes, indeed. You know, it's it's starting now. We're recording this on September 13th. So Friday the 13th. Mm. Hence, and hence this fog and gloominess. There, there is some fog and gloominess afoot, which is an interesting day to be recording this. But it was the, you know, we record on Fridays. And actually, you know what, Jay? The, on the drive up here, I mean, we kind of, as soon as we came up over the hill, it really became apparent that the leaves are changing already and you can see them even on a foggy rainy day like this those reds really shine through yeah and it's almost like a perfect opportunity because i'm not going to be going fishing today uh, because (laughs) of the rain and you know conditions essentially and it's a perfect way to still kind of get outdoors move around and see the leaves even if this is the worst of the conditions which kind of it is that you yeah. would face in a, if you came up to look at the leaves. It's still really nice, actually. It's very pretty. And and I kind of like the idea of going on a fall drive on a day like today. Because you're in the car, you're not outside. I mean, this isn't a fall hiking episode. Mm-hmm. If it were, I'd be kind of complaining about it a little bit because it's raining pretty steadily. And it's just, you know, especially a lot of the hiking destinations are outlooks. And you wouldn't be able to outlook anything today mm-hmm. because of the fog. But I hear next week is going to be warmer, sunnier, maybe not raining quite as much. So better time for a hike. But if it's raining, go on a nice fall drive. In fact, we have, I, I, I gathered around a few different uh, fall drives that one could go on. And I mean, everything from Duluth to the end of the Gunflint Trail mm-hmm. is going to be Amazing for, you know, the fall leaf change and looking at the leaf colors, but kind of at different times. So right now we're on, let's see, I'm going to find on my list here. We're going to do kind of in a, well, we're going to do the honeymoon trail, right. which is kind of going between Lutzen and Tofty. And that brings you up past Caribou Lake and then you head west from there. 
And that's one that starts a little bit early in the season. In fact, driving up Caribou Trail, we already saw a lot of leaves changing. Yeah. The further back you go, the earlier they change, and the closer to the lake you get, the later they change. I would say mid-October or early October is when you can see them really down by the lake. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I kind of gave that caveat earlier about it not going into mid-October, because last year I shot this video in downtown Grand Marais, and at the end I had a drone kind of go up at you know, that was the small town lip sync that we did. Oh, yeah, sure. And we recorded that on October 9th. And when we picked that date, I thought, okay, this will be good weather for it. And it kind of was past peak a little bit. Okay. So so plan a little earlier, I guess it sounds like. But, you know, MEA weekend is a popular time yep. for people to come up the shore. It's a little bit later into October. But you can still get out there and there's different trees that change Mm -hmm. at different times and actually we're going to hear from somebody who knows a lot more about that than you and i do coming up in the episode uh jay but i don't like you said we're here at the lake maybe we can uh throw on our conversation with eric and we'll head up to um honeymoon trail so eric's a guy uh, eric is a individual a scientist essentially who lives in duluth who is the go-to contact if you want to learn about you know, the science of leaf changing, but also just kind of some of the basic principles around what's happening in the woods at this time of the year. So as we're cruising on here, let's hear our conversation with Eric. All right, here it is. Well, joining us now here on the Exploring the North Shore podcast is Eric Sinksus. He is the Director of Materials and Bioeconomy at the Natural Resources Research Institute in Duluth. Eric, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast here. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Okay, well, let's talk about these leaves that we're out here exploring today on the podcast. Uh, You've done a lot of research on on the science behind this transformation that so many people in Minnesota and here on the North Shore uh, look forward to every year. Eric, in just the most basic way that we can for families that are listening to the podcast, maybe as they're driving up or just anyone. Um, what's happening when with the science behind the leaf change here in the fall? Well, uh, what's, what's happening is you're getting the production of some red and yellow colored pigments. And at the same time, you're getting reduction of the green colored pigments. Uh, and the green color pigment, you of course see it all summer in the in the leaves, is chlorophyll. Its job is to harvest sunlight, the energy from sunlight, and help plants uh, make the food, the sugars that they need to survive. What happens in the fall is you start to get uh, cool temperatures, cold, uh, chilling temperatures, and especially when you have chilling temperatures and full sunlight, uh, the the plants. Uh, can't use all that sunlight because the the cold temperatures slows them down like it slows a lot of organisms and but you still got all that sunlight energy coming in so that actually can be damaging to the plants so the red colored pigments called anthocyanins uh, act as a kind of a sunscreen to prevent them from getting getting a sunburn uh, when we have those cold full sun temperatures and the yellow colored pigments uh, called uh, antho- or called uh, xanthophylls uh, are actually uh, they actually actually help they act a bit like a circuit breaker. So when there's too much sunlight energy, they can uh, they can trip a circuit breaker and and avoid overcharging a circuit. Wow. Okay. So this is a natural phenomenon that is doing so to 
essentially help these trees make it through the winter. And what what is it about the sun or lack thereof or just the temperatures that the sun can be damaging at this time of year? Like, why would they not want to be absorbing that? Um, so, I mean, I mean, sunlight, it, of course, represents energy. And one reason I use the electrical circuit analogy is, is people who, you know, you have circuit breakers in in your house, right? And if you draw too much energy in a circuit, it can cause, uh, it can cause damage. It can cause a, a burning of a wire. Uh, and likewise, when you, you know, you know, sunlight represents energy and there's, there's sometimes too much of a good thing. And when that sun, that, that, ener- when there's, when those photosynthetic circuits are over energized, uh, that can actually damage the leaves. Uh, and as I said, the, the, the sunlight, the energy from the sunlight in the all summer can be used to make is used uh, to power the sugar production, uh, and the sugar is what uh, what uh, feeds the rest of the plant. But it turns out when it's when the temperatures start to get cold, that sugar production slows down. So then there's no more then there's no place for all that sunlight energy when, to go when you have full sun. So you have this mismatch. You have more energy than you can actually use to make the sugars, and that's when you have that uh, that damaging situation where where you need these circuit breakers to trip trip in. Hmm. So the trees are the leaves are changing colors on the trees to protect themselves. It's that's what's happening. Is of course it ends up being this beautiful phenomenon that people you know flock to the North Shore to to come check out, but it's. It's not for our amusement, uh-huh. it turns out. It's actually just clearly to uh, protect the health of the trees. Yes, uh, it, it, exactly. It protects the health of the leaves. And then, mm. which begs the kind of, the kind of obvious next question is, when these are deciduous trees and leaves are going to fall off anyway, why does, the, why does the tree care about protecting these leaves if they're just going to fall on the ground? And the answer to that is, is there's some things that, the tree needs to get out of its leaves before they fall off. There's a lot of, uh, there's nutrients, especially nitrogen, uh, which the trees, of course, plants need to, nitrogen fertilizer to survive. So uh, protecting them against that sunburn uh, allows them to fully reabsorb that nitrogen into the trunk of the tree so that it can be saved for next year. Well, interesting. And then I guess we just reap the benefits visually, uh, you know, aesthetically speaking of this natural process that takes place in the fall. Of course. I mean, we, we all like to see the, in, up here in the upper Midwest, we'd like to see the change in seasons. Uh, we, of course, like to see the change from uh, green to these bright reds and yellows that we see in the fall. Um, and, and uh, you know, but of course, for all of us, it's sometimes uh, bittersweet if we if maybe we prefer summer uh, that uh, it signals the change uh, change of season uh, and coming winter. Okay, well, interesting. So when I think about the leaves changing here on the North Shore, you know, uh, maple trees are kind of the most obvious one that maybe get the attention and, and aspen too. Um, any others? Any other trees, poplar, or just any other species that we are seeing out there as we're driving along or hiking along through uh, the North Shore forest at this time of year? Yes, the, the maples and the oaks uh, have some combination of the uh, combinations of the red and the yellow pigments. 
Uh, so you get, uh, but but they're particularly good at producing these red colored pigments. Uh, dogwood uh, along the along you know shrubby plant along the uh, uh, along wetlands, uh, and viburnums are also produce the bright reds. Uh, the things in the poplar family, the the willow, uh, the the big tooth aspen, the quaking aspen. Um, and as well as the birch produce do not produce the red colors. Typically, they produce the yellow colored uh, xanthophils and carotenoids. Uh, so, and of course, on the landscape, when you have a mix of those, uh, along with the, uh, the the conifers, which don't uh, pr- don't change, don't fall, drop their leaves in the fall. Uh, so you have this nice you know carpet. Of uh, of different colors, you got the yellows, you got the reds and dark reds, and the greens all across the landscape. Yeah, nice. And can you tell us about uh, one pine that uh, you know stands out or or turns this gold color? Uh, the tamarack tree. Can you tell us a little bit about this gold that people might be seeing as they're uh, exploring the North Shore here? Yep. Uh, yeah, the tamaracks are, of course, although they are they are a conifer tree. They are a deciduous conifer, so they drop their needles in the fall, just like uh, maples and oaks drop their leaves in the fall. And again, the gold color is is uh, the, the xanthophils and carotenoid pigments, which are protective uh, for the same reason that they're protective in uh, in a birch or an aspen. Hmm. Yeah, some people think maybe even the tamarack is the highlight of of the fall, or at least up here on the North Shore area. Yeah, absolutely, I and mean, especially you get the different. Um, you get the different form of a conifer-shaped tree rather than a deciduous, uh, broad canopy tree, uh, and of course it it has that very nice deep uh, deep yellow color. Yeah. So when you come up, uh, Eric, as I said, you're down in Duluth, um, but when you're driving up the North Shore, do you have any places in the fall that you would, you know, either go to or maybe suggest people check out while they're up here on the North Shore when we're talking about fall leaves? Uh, I mean, most places along the uh, along the North Shore where we have uh, deciduous forest, uh, you can get some very be, because they're exposed towards the east, and when you and uh, towards and of course in the morning is when we get those when you have those cold, clear mornings is when you get those those real cold temperatures that induces this. So any place along the North Shore, you have exposure to. Uh, to sunlight in the early morning, to that, that early morning sun, the colors tend to be most vibrant. Uh, I do enjoy going up around uh, Oberg Mountain is one of my favorite places on the, uh, on the Superior Hiking Trail because uh, you, you get up high and you can see a, a, lot of those, a lot of the landscape features with deciduous trees that have good eastern exposure for that, that early morning bright sunlight. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And so people, you know, can either enjoy it um, in the car, cruising around on some of the either back roads or or roads like the Sawbill Trail or Caribou Trail, Gunflint Trail, of course, Arrowhead Trail. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, that getting out on the Superior Hiking Trail is a uh, is another means. Maybe just a little bit slower. You can kind of soak it all in a little more, especially at some of the vistas and so forth, huh? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, great. Well, we hope uh, you're able to make it up here uh, this fall, Eric, at some point, and interesting. So I I'm, lastly just want to know, how how did you get so curious and involved in studying uh, this transformation and about learning about leaves in this process? Where did that all come about? Well, my, 
my background is in my academic background is in uh, a field called plant physiology, which is the and the study of the of the biochemistry and the physics behind how plants uh, do what they do. And uh, and I studied photosynthetic physiology in graduate school, and uh, I uh, began this work with a uh, a fellow student. Uh, who was a graduate student at the, uh, at the University of Wisconsin Madison at the time, and he was he studied plant genetics, and he knew he we started this work on a couple of mutant uh, uh, varieties of viburnum and uh, and dogwood that uh, people plant in their yards uh, because they 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 call them the yellow varieties, and it just so happens they have a single gene mutation that doesn't allow them to produce the red anthocyanin pigments. So we saw this as an opportunity to test the long-held belief uh, behind, or the, the, the folklore behind what, uh, why these plants, why these leaves turn red in the fall. So we devised a set of experiments with some photosynthesis measurements, with measurements of the, of the different pigments, and measurements of the function of the plant. And measurements of the uh, of the nutrients in the leaves uh, in, at the University of Wisconsin Madison, and we were able to put all synthesize all these data into a uh, into a coherent uh, story about that with a lot of data behind it that explains this yeah. phenomenon. Yeah, nice, awesome. Well, that's uh, very you know the we're all more educated because of your work, and it's probably interesting. Hopefully somebody is hearing this right now as they're driving around here on the North Shore and uh, understanding a little bit better about exactly what they're looking out there and when they look out at the forest. So thank you so much for this information and, and joining us on the Exploring the North Shore podcast. We've been talking with Eric Singsus. He is the Director of Materials and Bioeconomy at the Natural Resources Research Institute in Duluth. Eric, thanks so much for talking with us on the podcast. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate talking with you and had a great time. So the podcast is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals with 175 properties from Duluth to the Canadian border. They have everything from a little cabin on the lake to a large home with beautiful sweeping views of Lake Superior. And this week's featured property is called Maple Haven, which is up on Caribou Lake, which is where we're actually starting our leaf change drive today. Maple Haven is a very cute three bedroom, two bathroom home with, in, with a private indoor sauna, which is pretty cool. But what's really nice about it is the leaves up there get incredible. Anytime you come in September and October, you are gonna have incredible leaf views, both just driving down the driveway of the house, walking around the property, and especially if you go out onto the dock overlooking the hills above Caribou Lake, it is incredible. So if you would like to book that or any of our other Caribou Lake homes or any other properties on the North Shore, visit www.cascadevacationrentals.com and use promo code PODCAST, which will get you our largest discount currently available. So again, that's www.cascadevacationrentals.com, promo code PODCAST. So we are currently on the honeymoon trail, just driving around. It's not overly, still raining. Still raining, <laughs> quite heavily. Or is that actually. what you were going to say? It's not. It, 
the leaves are turning. Yeah. But they haven't turned. They are turning. So you got kind of this, you know, you'll see some green and then all of a sudden this like patch of red will just appear right out of there. nowhere. Right up there. Yep. And yellow. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of yellows and a lot of reds. Good things to come is what this yeah. means. If you're hearing this now, no matter when you're hearing this, as long as it's sometime within mid-September and, you know, that Barrier second, third October, week of yeah. October, you're going to be in for good things. Yes. It's looking great. They're about to turn, as we just heard from Eric. It's, uh, you know, there's a process to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It takes time. And um, it sounds like after this rainy stretch that we've had here in kind of mid to early to mid-September, it's going to be some cool nights and clear sunny days so exactly what we need which that i didn't know that until i heard eric's interview that re you know the leaf changes require sun because i kind of expected it because it's been so cold the past few nights i'm like oh it's gonna really start turning I'm like why isn't it turning and now i know why because it's been pretty cloudy and rainy the past couple of days but next week when we have that really nice stretch of sun i imagine that will be what spurs the most change so how about eric <laughs> that was actually, I gotta say, like the signs of it didn't really interest me, but that interview interested me and I, I learned from it. Yeah. So. Wouldn't it be, I'm always kind of envious of people who get so into certain things. Like I don't feel like I'm an, in fact, I'm not, I'm not an expert in anything, but I know a little bit about various might things. be a fishing in the area. <laughs> I'm not based on our episode from this very podcast, evidently. The one thing I am good at, I, I failed. Well. You're passionate about yeah. it. Yeah, but he's knowledgeable and passionate. Yeah. That's what I really liked about that conversation. So thank you to Eric for taking the time to do that on the podcast. Um, so Jay, as you say, we're out here. Honeymoon Trail and leaves are changing. Um, easy to access, of mm -hmm. course. Uh, there's no permits that we needed to fill out. It's just you come and do it. Um, if you wanted to get a map or you know have some idea, some direction, guidance, if you will, where would somebody who's hearing this go to do that? Well, I actually Googled like Graham Ray, Cook County, Fall Drives. And I came up with two websites. One happens to be Cascade Vacation Rentals. They have a whole fall drives. In fact, they have like, I think the top, I've got it right here in front of me. Let's see. Yep, it's this one. Okay. Okay, so they have their top seven. Nice. And they include, you know, Seven Bridges Road in Duluth. So you don't even have to come all the way up to, you know, Grand Marais. You can mm -hmm. definitely, Seven Bridges Drive is a beautiful drive in Duluth. Uh, Scenic Highway 61, again, drive from Duluth to Grand Portage. You're gonna see lots along there. And then we have one in Lake County, which is the Silver Bay to Birch Lake Dam. There's Heartbreak Ridge down in Tofty. The grade, which we're kind of, the grade kind of is- It's up above us. Way above us, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is our, the abbreviated version of the grade. That's a 50 mile drive. And that takes you way up into the backwoods of Cook County here. That's a really pretty one. In fact, that would probably be pretty good early in the season if you're up for the 50 mile drive that would probably be the one i would do yeah just to put that out for if that would give you know if you got the time to do it and you can access the grade and um you you know can find your way um and it's pretty clearly marked too on the cascade vacation rental website jay mm -hmm. like where where these locations are how you get there oh directions can, and map okay yeah, yeah you can click on it and it actually we have a we have a full map and very detailed directions and yeah, it's a very, you know, well thought out. I, I can't take credit for this. I'll admit somebody mm -hmm. else did this long before me. So Hannah really put these together and did a very good job creating these maps and the directions. Nice. And, put, and she, you know, she did all these drives and put a lot of thought into them. 
you know, then there's shorter, easier ones like the Maple Hill Drive yep. from Grand Marais, only about five miles. And then Trout Lake Road, which you probably know that one pretty good. I do. A little County Road 60 action there. Yeah, nice. Visit Cook County also has their top, let's see, they also, they have eight. And the Visit Cook County ones are kind of similar to Cascades in that there's um, Scenic Highway 61, again, from Duluth to Grand Portage. And then there's Grand Marais to the end of the Gunflint Trail, going all the way up to Sag, and kind of trails end up there, which, again, that's another one that would be probably really nice this time of the year. Uh, the Honeymoon Loop, which is what we are on, is Lutz and Tofty area. Ritchie Lake Loop goes from Tofty, kind of the western end of Cook County, into Finland, which is the eastern end of Lake County. Sure. Um, County Road 60 again, so that's kind of the same, similar as the Trout Lake one. And then the Arrowhead Trail Loop, loop and then the Rango Road Loop, which is way up in Hovland and Grand Portage. All right. Well, there are plenty of options, and it sounds like pretty easy to find those either the Cascade Vacation Rentals website or just type into Google North Shore Fall Leaf oh, Tours yeah. Cascade Vacation Rental if you really want to you know narrow it down but um, plenty of easy access up here it's like we said Jay I think it's worth repeating that we said at the top of the episode today when we're recording this it's raining pretty <laughs> pretty heavily actually the, it just started downpouring on us right now so you probably can hear it and, and we've had fog and, yeah. and now rain, and it's still an easy, and there's no rush to the whole process. So you just kind of motor along slowly on these roads. If it is a nicer day, great. You can hop out, do some hiking and, and get to some of the vistas and so forth. But a day like this, probably just not a whole- for a nice drive. Yeah, there's really not a whole other, you know, what other option would you have anyway? Exactly. So here you, you know, go, it's, come it's... enjoy it. The perfect time just hop in your car you might i mean we should probably let people know most of these are gravel roads they are pretty well maintained and at this point but we have had some heavy rains so there might be some places that have been a little washed out mm -hmm. so maybe go and just research the roads you're going to go on and see if there's any like i know county road 14 parts of that was closed um just a couple weeks ago because of rain mm -hmm. so keep an eye out for things like that and also the is it the dnr website that has the fall leaf finder page on it it is and go to there because that's where people are reporting and what they're seeing and you can see the percentage and what areas are at peak or near peak and right now most of the map is showing between zero and ten percent and ten to twenty five percent but again next week with the sun i imagine by tuesday wednesday and this podcast will come out on tuesday that will be closer to the 25 to 50 and maybe even past that given yeah. the circumstances nice well it's something that you know when i was in my 20s let's say or going to college i never would have thought about a fall leaf tour <laughs> as something that i would necessarily seek out and go do but um i feel like i was already doing that and maybe i just wasn't even aware of it because it. yeah fall is such a perfect time to get outdoors here in the North Shore in particular. And um, while you're up here, you can plan a trip around the fall leaves, be it in the backcountry doing some hiking, just a regular fishing trip. Um, it's perfect for families to get up here and, mm -hmm. and drive around and you know, so many spots that you can get out to. Uh, we've passed a public water access sign here on the honeymoon trail that you know we didn't even necessarily know what's coming up so there's a lot of different areas to jump out either have some lunch or or just make a day out of it and i will say there are a lot of bear out right now 
so you have a chance to spot some wildlife. I mean, definitely deer. And I, I almost hit a fox this morning as mm. he ran across my driveway as I was driving down it. Wow, I'm glad he's safe. <laughs> In I'm my yard. <laughs> um, he's he's been he's been lingering for a while. I uh, think he's trying to get my chickens, but I see. Oh. he can't quite get to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's you know the bear are trying to fatten themselves up, so they're going where they need to go to get food. The deer are always out and about in the North Shore perfect time to go do the drive you see the leaves you might have a chance to see some wildlife and just kind of enjoy it and, and you know this is i think the perfect rainy day activity and then stop grab some food someplace and there you carry go. on sounds like a good day to me i like it so again you can go on to visitcookcounty.com or cascadevacationrentals.com look up the fall leaf tour or just google north shore fall leaf tours both of those will be the first ones that pop up get some interactive maps. Physico County has an, a map on theirs as well. Just note that once you get back here, you probably won't have cell service. So I would print off or save the maps on your phone in some way. If you're not already familiar with the back roads of Cook County, can be pretty easy to get lost back here if you're not too familiar with it. Although again, this was nicely marked. There goes the rain again. It's pouring rain. <laughs> this is an awesome drive. Man. <laughs> I think we can get more green from all this rain. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. They're going to turn sooner or later, so perfect time to head up to the North Shore. So again, check out the DNR website, check out those websites, and enjoy your nice fall leaf change drives. Let's keep rolling. All right. Glad you're with us. Till next time on Exploring the North Shore, I'm Joe. I'm Jay. And we will be back in a couple of weeks.